Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, Ooh it is. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> hello. Welcome to our podcast. Hello. hello. Welcome to our podcast. This is a great time. This is a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode two of season two. How exciting. Wait, episode three. Oh my goodness, yes. So sorry. <laughs> episode two is what is coming out tonight. <laughs> you have not heard episode two yet. It's already recorded because we are on top of our shit this time. I keep forgetting that <laughs> the next episode that's coming out is not the next episode that I need to say. Yeah. So I was already bad at that before. Now I'm going to be worse about it. <laughs> well, we're trying. Yeah. I mean, for reference, we're trying to be ahead of recording so we don't stop recording like we did last time. <laughs> and <laughs> and so if we're ahead of the game, then it gives us just more flexibility and it makes sure that episodes come out. So. Oh yeah, I think people expect that. I'm just a total dummy, and I've had like half of this margarita that my husband made for me so you know how it goes but welcome to episode three that's a funny little blooper right at the beginning for you <laughs> episode three i'm very excited for this topic because i feel like it's going to bring up possibly some tears like always possibly some laughs or i don't know we are talking about what we would say to our younger selves. And um, we also got everyone to put in what they would say on the Instagram. So we have some feedback from listeners before we get into what Alice and I would say to our younger selves, which we have, I feel like a lot of things, which is why I didn't even prepare anything. (laughs) I know. Well, when I was writing them down, I was like, okay, I have like a thousand. So I guess I'll write down like a couple. I don't know. Well, I'm hoping that the listeners messages to themselves would spark some stuff in me. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm just kind of going to run with it and whatever happens happens. (laughs) Yeah. And just so everybody knows, I am still like off of Instagram. So I don't know what any of you have said about any of this. So I'm blind reacting to your responses, just like you're hearing other people's responses than your own for the first time, which is fun. Cause before I like always knew both of us always knew what people said most of the time. So yeah, it was like, we were reading it, but it was just for you guys. It wasn't new information for any of us. So cute new dynamic alert for season two. (laughs) We, we want to have some type of element of surprise and we're just choosing to surprise Allison. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and technically you guys. So yeah, you You never know what we're going to say. It's always been a surprise for you, but it's, I feel like on TikTok for me, it's more fun to watch somebody's reaction if it's like their authentic first reaction. Yeah. And so that's also what we're trying to do with the episode topics. Like with our episode two topic, you explained that to me and we'll mm. have another topic down the line where I'm explaining something to you. It's just more fun for our banter. <laughs> it is. It is. Instead of us like just agreeing with everything we say for each other, we're choosing topics this time that will maybe we'll disagree with it. You never know. You never, truly mm-hmm. never know. We could get in a 
crazy argument on <laughs> that would kidding. be I don't think that would happen. <laughs> I was gonna say that would be surprising, but not impossible. I mean it's not could. impossible, but like I just don't I don't see it happening. No, yes. me either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into it. So um <laughs> Um, I'm going to just start from the bottom and go up. I think we should keep this anonymous. Yeah, I think so too. Because I feel like talking to your younger self is a healing thing. I know I did it in therapy when I was doing like CBT. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, drop in a long word for you. Yeah. And I actually have like a journal from that therapy I did where I can go back and read what I like said to my younger self after I had worked through the traumas. So I feel like for other people, this could also be kind of the same like aspect. So I'm going to keep it anonymous. So you guys don't feel exposed. So one response that we got was work on asking for help because you won't be able to do it all and resentment will build. I feel like that's a big one that women have a really hard time with. Yeah. And I mean, men too, I just feel like our culture, our like Western Americanized, like individualistic culture makes everybody believe that they have to be everything, no matter what everything is. And you have to be like an independent hustler. Like it's like (laughs) hustle of everything. Like you have to be able to like hold your own and be independent. And like, that isn't necessarily true because we all need help. And it's like, also something that you can, it's like one of the biggest things you can do to like prove to yourself and to others that you know yourself. And so you're going to be able to like truly get to know them too, is being able to say like, these are my shortcomings. I'm not great at this. So Mm -hmm. just like know that going into our dynamic that it's not a you thing. It's a me thing. You know, I don't know. I feel like that's a very healthy thing to like know what you're not good at it's it's just as healthy as knowing what you are good at like I'm not gonna try to be a neurosurgeon because (laughs) I wouldn't be good at that (laughs) (laughs) okay so the next one is nourishing yourself can be a beautiful thing the next one is starving yourself won't make you like yourself any better learned this the hard way yeah which yes, I, I definitely have been in that place before mm-hmm. where that was better than just like being healthier. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's that quote that went around for a long time? Like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels or something like oh that. God. I used to tell myself that all the time and I just like, that was a thing. Yeah. I recently like reheard that statement and I was like instantly like, Oh my gosh. I used to really. Oh my God. I used to tell myself that too. That was, that was in like my middle school days when that same going around, which is very bad. Like middle school and early high school. I hate the world. Okay. Next one is in all caps set boundaries, which I feel I struggle with all the time. Yeah. I mean, me too. Like, I feel like even for me, it's easy for me to not easy, but easier than it used to be for me to identify what a boundary is for myself. But then being able to communicate that to the person I need to set the boundary with is still like really hard, you know? 
Yeah, I struggle with that for sure. Yeah. I'm not good at setting boundaries at all. Um, <laughs> if the place where you work makes you feel like shit, quit. Yes. Still learning that one. I can't say that I've like, I've quit one job solely because it was making me miserable. And I don't think I handled it in the best way. So <laughs> I still feel like I have learning to do on that front. <laughs> It's like that Taylor Swift song where she's like, I didn't have it in me to <laughs> literally with you. <laughs> Seriously, that's me for sure. <laughs> I have not quit a job that makes me feel like shit to this moment. <laughs> I'm not going to say, I'm not going to dive any more deeper than that. Well, I mean that's good I mean that's a good thing to put on your resume I guess you never quit something that made you feel like shit I have yeah companies would look at that and be like whoopee (laughs) I mean I guess I I guess I have but it wasn't like a I'm out of here type thing it was like this it has more cons than pros maybe I should look at other things which I did all right um the next one is milk it which when I first read, I was very confused, but (laughs) (laughs) but then I thought about it and I was like, okay, what they're saying is like, just milk every moment. Right. Is that how you, yeah. And I think like, I've also learned this as I got, as I've gotten older that like, if something is good, like, don't be afraid to at least this is how I interpret it. Don't be afraid to ruin something by being afraid to like, I don't know. There have been times in my life where like, I was worried what people would think. So I didn't go out with somebody or I was worried what people would think. So I didn't do my hair a certain way or like wear a certain type of clothing or whatever. And I think like, milking it could be like okay if you're gonna like cut your hair why don't you just like do the thing you actually want to do like you're not gonna I don't know at least that's how getting the most out of it that you can right yeah I think that's what it means do the thing that makes you the most happy there was a tiktok I saw the other day I feel like every episode we're like yeah I saw this tiktok (laughs) I saw a tiktok (laughs) and it was like this old lady And she was like, today I decided it literally made me cry. She was like, today I decided to eat dessert first. Mm -hmm. And she was like talking about how it sounded like a poem, but she didn't mean it to make it like a poem. And, um, she basically was like, why would I, I'm not going to save the special silverware for the weekends anymore. Like she was like, there's so many times where I wish I had brought out the fancy silverware for my husband because now he's not with me and like just all this stuff that I was like it is so true because it's like why would I save my like enjoyment for two days out of the week you know what I mean yeah and I struggle a lot with like staying in routine and I'm very like I have to get up I have to get dressed I have to work after work I have to clean up my day like cook dinner, babysit, whatever I have to do. Like, it's always like work, 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 mm-hmm. whether it's like working in my job, but also in my life. Like, it's like, it has to be a responsible evening. Mm-hmm. And like, it is really hard for me to get out of that routine. 
And yeah. so sometimes like Preston's weekends are during the week. And so like his weekends, I'm like, no, I must, <laughs> I must cook dinner. I must clean. I must go to bed at this time. And this time only, like it is very like structured. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes I make myself like sit out on good moments that like maybe in the future I would like treasure and wish that I had back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do know. Really hard to like explain, but like, I don't know. I just like had this like revelation about how I should just, you know, try to enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So next one. We're only like halfway down. We have a lot of responses this time. I love that. Um, so the next one is don't have people in your life that make you feel bad about yourself. Spend time, energy, and money on people that will be there for the long run. And I second this because I feel like some of my friends that I thought were my friends are not being my friends. Mm. <laughs> How many times can I say friends? And um <laughs> And so I'm having this like moment where I will put in one last effort and after that I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think I agree with their, I don't know. I might need you to read it again since it was a two parter okay. because I don't want to like misinterpret. Okay. It, you know, don't have, yeah. Don't have people in your life that make you feel bad about yourself spend time, energy, and money on people that will be there for the long run. Like basically saying like, don't spend your money. Not like, not like you have to spend money on everybody, but like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And money on people that won't be there. I I definitely needed the second run through. I do (laughs) agree with like, uh, don't, I spent way too much time on people that made me feel like crap about myself and just kind of like, honestly becoming a mom I was for a while postpartum I just was like I created another human like fuck everybody else I don't care what you think about me like I made another person and yeah that's dope as fuck and like most of y'all have not done that so like get the fuck out of my face so like anybody that tried to make me feel bad about myself I just was like get out of here for a while and still have some of that energy but not as much but I feel like up until that point in my life like up until I had like a quote unquote reason to be like, oh, I'm great. Or, oh, I like whatever. I'm a strong, like independent person. I was just would like, let people say things to me that made me uncomfortable. And I wouldn't say anything to them because I was their friend or like they would make me feel weird about certain dynamics we had, but I again, wouldn't say anything because I didn't want to make them feel weird And yeah, so definitely I agree with that part. And then the only for people that are going to be around in the long haul, I agree with, but I also don't because I definitely think that people are like, I've had a lot of friendships like in my lifetime that maybe aren't like lifelong friendships, but I was like grateful that I had that experience with that person and that friendship with that person. And So I definitely do agree, like spend the most time with the people that you can see sticking around for a long time, because you're going to want to build those memories with the people that are in your life for a long time. But also like, 
if somebody is clearly just a person that's in your life because they're a coworker at the time or because they're a neighbor of yours in an apartment that you live in or because they're a roommate in college or something like that. Like, I think it, you can still invest as much as you want into that person knowing that, okay, this is a friendship that's like for a season in my life, not for like the entirety of my life. You know, I think it's like drawing, I think that's another boundaries thing is like in the last few, like couple of years, I've been trying to be more clear about like my friendships and like the dynamics in my friendships and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that for a long time, I was like, oh, well, if this person isn't going to be somebody that's in my life for a long time, I I don't want to hang around with them anymore. And I think that I probably like cut off experiences that I could have had that were probably going to be valuable to me. And then I just didn't give myself a chance for that, you know? So that's actually a good point. That's kind of where I am. That's why I was like, I need it to be read twice because I'm going to say this like long thing and I don't want to be wrong that that's what it said. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. And I agree to an extent. I just think I have issues letting go of people. So oh, it's too. really hard, like knowing that people aren't going to be in my life forever really hurts me. Mm-hmm. Even coworkers. It could like, I really think about coworkers that I've had in the past years ago. I probably haven't talked to them in like seven years Yeah, and I miss the hell out of them. And I yeah. will randomly like text so many people and be like, I miss you so much. And then like, we never hang out because our lives have separated and it just sucks. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, like it just, it sucks. And I think I have a large, a hard time accepting that. So lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And we knew this episode was going to get deeper than we, we were like, (laughs) let's just dive into the listener ones. Cause we're going to have some opinions. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, let's just, that's why I didn't prepare anything. I was like, I'm just going to go with it and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is trust the process, which I don't trust. I don't trust it. It depends on what the process is. Trust the process got me in a lot of trouble for a long time, I think. So, right. I think they're meaning like just the process of life, like just understand. Which I do agree with. Yes. Like understand that things will work out eventually. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that quote that was like always on Facebook that was like, um, you're going to be okay. And if you're not okay, it's not the end. Like, you know, it was very, you're going to be okay in the end. And if you're not okay, it's not the end. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Jason and I were literally talking about this last night where we were talking about it in like a political discussion, Yeah, but I was kind of saying like, there are very few decisions that you make in your life that are make or break, like literally life or death. You know what I mean? There are like going to be a handful of decisions that drastically change the course of your life, who you get married to, who you decide to have kids with, how you decide to raise those kids. Like those types of decisions are like life-changing decisions. Buying property is a huge life-changing decision. Like there are things in your life that will be like, okay, I've purchased this house and now I'm going to be here for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like that changes the course of your life or getting married to somebody changes the course of your life. Cause you're no longer just one person making decisions for just yourself. Getting a pet changes the course of your life. Like, but that's not 
those aren't decisions you're making every day. Like in the grand scheme of the choices that we're making in our life, the make or break ones are very few and far between. Mm -hmm. We make a couple of them a year at max versus like we make like how many decisions a day, like hundreds, probably what we're going to have for lunch, what time we're going to wake up the next day, like what time we're going to go to bed, if we're going to work out or not, like lots of decisions (laughs) that are hard decisions that are not life threatening decisions. And so I think like, I don't know. I just think that there are very few things that are going to change the course of your life. So, so drastically that you need to be like stressed about, I don't know. Does, is this making any sense at all? The first part, (laughs) the first part, yes. The, the, the tying of the bow, I'm not seeing quite yet. Wait, read the, read the, the prompt again. It just says, yeah. So basically just like you, there are very few decisions, very few things you need to dwell on in your life or stress about in your life, because the, the grand course of your life is going to be like you making those small everyday decisions to make yourself happy. Like that's the process, you know, and like trusting what you want to do in that moment and making those like everyday decisions is much more important than stressing over like the thing, the like big thing, big grandiose decisions. You're only going to make a couple times in your life, you know? Okay. I spent a lot sense. of my like time thinking about like, what job am I going to get? So I can buy a house by this age and like yada, yada, yada. And it's like, really, you're going to work some like dead end jobs. And then you're going to work some jobs you think you want. And then you hate, and then you're going to find one you can tolerate. And then you're going to keep that one as long as you can and save enough money. And that's how you're going to buy a house. To do what you right. actually want. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. It's not going to be like the first job that you get out of college. Most of the time, like yeah, it's going to no. take a minute of either Figuring being in that first job or like hopping around to some other jobs to figure out what you're going to be doing. I don't know. It's just trust the process. I do agree with if it's in the context of like, don't stress too much in your like day-to-day life. You know what I mean? That makes sense. It's a long turnaround to get there, but whatever. (laughs) And honestly though, most of the time when you're making those big decisions, it's, it's going to be not on the timeline that you have in your head. It's going to be randomly. Yeah. So everything's fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Trust the process, man. Just the process, man. Um, Okay. So the next one is dressing for boys at any age is such a waste of your own time and efforts. Dress for you. Mm -hmm. Dressing for anybody else. Anyone else other than yourself is a waste of parents, people you're attracted to or not attracted to people at school, people at work on social media. Yeah. Anybody else. Yeah. Dress for you. Just what you like and what makes you feel good. And don't keep pants that make you feel like shit. <laughs> yes, literally. I do that and I am working on getting rid of them. <laughs> Me too. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. I'll drink my sparkling water. <laughs> <laughs> right. The next one is, this is like, this is very sweet. You're beautiful. Don't waste time thinking otherwise. Mm. which I agree with. Everyone is beautiful. I was watching, um, getting curious with Jonathan Van Ness. Have you seen that yet? Mm -hmm. Um, the one about the hair when he's like, just, he's like, it's fine. Just wear your hair however you want. Like, it doesn't matter. 
Right. And like, here's a product that has nothing in it because you don't need anything. You're perfect. (laughs) I love Jonathan Van Ness. I've been listening to getting curious, like since it was just like the podcast, like on what it's a getting curious was a podcast. It, well, it was it his. Yeah. Like he was the host and creator. Is that why it's the show? I thought it was. Yeah. No, the show like is because the podcast was so popular and I think his book is called getting curious too. Isn't it? I have no idea. (laughs) I might be wrong about the book, but I know the podcast for sure. I didn't even know any of these things were a thing. I just, I thought it was like, I honestly, so, uh, also, um, Van Vaughn, I don't know how to say his name from queer eye. The one who does the clothes, the fashion. Oh, I haven't watched Queer Eye in a minute. Well, um, oh no, his name is Tan. Tan, yes, he, Tan France. He um he also has his own Netflix show now, and so yeah. I thought I was like maybe they just wanted to make more money on their own, like, and so they all just like came up with their own. I yeah, I didn't know that was a podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly. Uh only know about the Jonathan Van Ness stuff because I really like him. So I, I don't know do much him. about the other. I will say as far as the show goes, you've watched it, right? The getting curious or queer eye getting curious. Yeah. Okay. The like extra songs and like commercials that they're doing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a the fan. podcast was like more serious. Yeah. Than the. I just, show is the show is definitely like they had to differentiate getting curious the podcast and getting curious the show so they had to make it like quirky and they had to make it appealing to like a video audience you know right and like that makes sense but I just wish that less of like I understand every once in a while but it's like half the show they're just like fucking around and I'm like can you get to it I really (laughs) I agree. That's kind of how I felt about the newer seasons of Queer Eye too, though, was it was like less like the heartfelt like moments I wanted to see and more just like silly, kitschy, like we're doing this thing because we got this sponsorship or we're doing this thing because I don't know. I still liked it, but it was like, I don't know. You probably would really like the podcast though. Yeah. Maybe I should listen to it. I didn't know. Okay. Anyways, last one. last one okay the last one is stop explaining yourself retweet (laughs) I think that that for me came from you don't owe anybody anything like I don't owe anybody in my life anything except for my child because I brought her into this life against her will so I owe her a, a suitable standard of living everybody else though I don't owe anything to um and then like maybe also my partner. Cause I made like a legal contractual obligation that, that we're in a partnership, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, everybody else is going to be okay. If I fall off the face of the planet or whatever, like people would probably be sad, but everybody else is going to have no other, nobody's expecting anything from me. <laughs> right. And, and I think that's a reason why you kind of got off social media because like you, were doing your MLM and then all of a sudden you were doing like celebrity stuff and you just kept I on my perspective it seemed like you just kept thinking people expected like content from you and it like just got way too exhausting 
because you have a child. Yeah. <laughs> I think people. like, I also felt like the pressure to not just of like people expecting content, but I genuinely, when I was doing MLM stuff, I genuinely enjoyed doing it. And when mm-hmm. I was doing like the celebrity stuff, it's cause I genuinely enjoyed watching yeah. hours of like interviews to come to a like cohesive conclusion about yeah something that happened you know like I did enjoy that I do enjoy that but it's like I think too with social media it was the expectations but nobody having any real grounds to have those expectations like I think on Instagram especially people feel like oh well I follow you so I get to dictate what you talk about and like I post I posted like you know a picture after Jason and I got vaccinated because personally that was something that we were excited about and we really believed in and not to like, you know, make anybody feel bad that didn't, but just to be like, this is something that our family is excited about. We finally did it, whatever. And I didn't post like a hard feed post. It was just one story of my like little sticker and like my band aid. Mm-hmm. And I got so many people who were like upset about that. And I was like, you have no say or right or claim to anything. And then like people are weird on their expectations about like what you're going to post about your kid. And that was the thing that made me like log, like get off completely, to be honest, was like people would be like when I would take breaks that weren't just like, I'm done people would, I would get back and have messages of people being like, I miss seeing Law's face in my stories or whatever. And it's like that. I don't, that's, doesn't make me feel good. You don't need to be posting your child just because you have one, because people want to see her. Yeah. But she is. So I was like, I'm getting off. I don't want anybody waiting on pictures of my kid. They can, if they're that good of a friend of mine that they miss seeing pictures of my kid, they need to text me and ask right. me for pictures of my kid. Cause that's what my friends do. That's what my real friends do is they say, how's Laurel. And then I send them pictures of her. <laughs> <laughs> your, your followers for some reason had some audacity. I don't know what happened there, but like, literally I feel like that so toxic times you were like venting or needing to talk about the fact that this one follower or this other follower or this other one, because you had like a ton that would do this would message you and give you unsolicited opinions about what you're posting. And granted, I will say we give unsolicited opinions, but we have a podcast on our own podcast (laughs) podcast. You have to press play and it is consensual unsolicited opinions. So fuck off everyone who would message Allison about her stuff. Okay. Yeah. Her alone. You deprived the rest of Instagram (laughs) from me. Okay. Okay. We're happy. (laughs) Oh yeah. I hope you enjoyed yourself. You selfish follower. Okay. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I feel like, I feel like a lot of people who are like making content do get like, cause it wasn't like I got messages every day. It was like once or twice a month, I would get an annoying message from a random follower. That's a lot. That is a lot. Okay. I never got anything like that. People just would unfollow me. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I feel like 
it was a really weird thing there for a while, right at the end where I just was like, this is a lot of opinion, a lot of expectations and a lot of opinions I didn't ask for. And I do not want to, I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Also the one, okay. The vaccination one, I have to say, they are also the same ones who were like, you can't tell me what to do with my body. And they are shaming you for doing something that you chose to do to your body. Right. Make it make sense. Well, it's not even that they were like, I had people telling me that I was like posting vaccine propaganda. Oh, and I was like, I believe in this, like the scientific work that it took to come up. Like it's your Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think you guys understand. This is something like, just like you're posting about things that you think are correct and that you believe in. This is like, I'm not trying to persuade anybody. This is just how I feel. This is my Instagram. It's your Instagram about your life. It is, it is. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what hashtag I was using that brought in all those weirdos, but (laughs) It was something on the wrong side of Instagram. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm only on TikTok now because things get way less parasocial on TikTok. And I like that. That is true. There's a lot less arguments on TikTok. Sometimes there still is about stupid shit. I feel like the haters that are like consistent trolls on the internet are flocking to TikTok because Instagram and Facebook don't have anyone who don't want to argue on it anymore. They have to argue with people who don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And now they're flocking to TikTok and starting to argue about the stupidest stuff. People were trying to argue with Gordon Ramsay on how to fry an egg. Okay. You can't tell Gordon fucking Ramsay <laughs> how to cook. Just okay? why do you want to spend your time that way? That's the thing that confuses me so much about arguing. I've been the person to argue on the internet. Don't get me wrong. I've oh, done yeah, my fair share of arguing on the internet. Same. But now in a time in my life where I'm not arguing on the internet, I'm just like, why did I spend any of my, why did I think I needed to spend any of my time arguing with that random person on the internet? You know what? One thing I would say to my older self, I keep getting like Facebook memories Mm -hmm. and I just would like to ask my older self, have you ever thought of shutting up? (laughs) Has really? it ever occurred to you to just Has it, shut the fuck up? Like, like Bo Burnham says, can, can anyone, can anyone shut the fuck up for one hour about mm-hmm. anything? No, I couldn't. I had to. <laughs> I can't. That's why we have a podcast. <laughs> but now it's, it's, you know, my opinions are now in this little podcast where people ask for my opinion by pressing play. Yeah. I was just talking on the internet about everything and arguing about everything. Can I just shut up? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there are so many posts that keep coming up, especially during 2020. And like, granted, we were all stuck in our homes in our own little Yeah, mind. but my 2016 feed was like pretty much as bad as my, my 2016, 2017 and 2020 feeds all look pretty much the same. All my- election years. Uh <laughs> <laughs> there's something about an election year that really just gets the world going, man. There's something about fighting for people's basic human rights that gets me riled up on the internet. Uh, but like, honestly, I just, I just wish sometimes I would have just stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Well, and that's even like the best like example that I can give, I guess. Did it give me a moment of like satisfaction and like feeling like I was doing something when I like shared a like political meme on Facebook? Sure. But you know what still gives me like dopamine hits to this day is like actually volunteering for a local congressional campaign when I was in college. That's still an experience that I look back on. And I'm like, that took very minimal effort from me. It took nothing but my time and my gas money. Mm -hmm. And I made great friends and like professional references through that experience. And like, I made an impact on people. I like the right way to do it. Right. I would go door to door and like canvas for my person. And then if somebody wasn't registered to vote, I would hand them like the stuff to register to vote and show them how to fill it out. And so I registered a lot of people to vote, like doing that. And that itself, like no matter who they vote for or voted for felt like important, you know, Mm -hmm. and still to this day, I'm like, wow, I would really like to do something like that again. Cause that made me feel like I was doing something in this world where a lot of the time it feels like you can't do anything, you know, yeah. but then I see things on social media that I'm shared that I shared that I'm like, did this even get through to anybody? Or was I just screaming at myself and thinking I was making all these points that I probably wasn't making on a screen on That's somebody kinda- else's screen? That's how I feel looking back at some of the things I said, because like nothing happened. Like that didn't make a difference. You know what I mean? Like that just like spammed somebody's Facebook wall. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's just like a, that's like a, not silly goofy, but like, that's just like one thing that I have been thinking recently is like, girl, you don't even know what you're talking about most times. So can you stop? (laughs) Yeah, that's. Definitely how I feel looking back on a lot of the things I put on the internet. <laughs> and maybe one day I'll listen to the podcast and be like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. And I'm sure I could listen to season one and think and come up with multiple <laughs> things that I wish I had not said oh on the podcast. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't know, but you live and you learn. You do. And we also live in a time like other than people's like diaries and like written letters that they had, there wasn't really anything. You just grew and evolved as a person and you kind of had this vague memory of who you were before, but not people didn't have Facebook memories popping up up until a few years ago, you know, like we're only now getting to this place in humanity where we're able to be like, Ooh, that was cringy behavior. And I don't want to look back on my behavior now and feel that way. So like, how do I adjust? We're only now able to do that. You know, that's actually a really good point because the internet is like still pretty new if you think about it. And so, yeah, especially the way that it's used today, people weren't chronicling their daily lives on the internet up until like 10 years ago. And now we're at the time where we can look back at like the past internet usage. And we're like, damn, we really played addicting games for like 10 hours. <laughs> yes. Or like people who like vlog all the time or like stream yeah. all the time, like they have years of their life of every day of their life chronicled. Like that's yeah. people have not ever had that. Even on reality TV, you had a break, like you had a, a time where you weren't filming. The crew went home at night, like It's not like your phone, which is just right here with you all the time. So what 
do you want to talk about the things that you would want to say to yourself? Yeah, I can, we can just kind of move. Do you have some that you want to do? We can go back and forth and just sort of rapid fire them like we did with the listener ones. Yeah, that works. So the first one I had was less people are deserving of immediate trust and respect than you think. I think that I used to think things like if you are in a certain position in society, or if you have a certain job, or if you're a certain type of person, then I automatically should trust what you say and like respect, like what you have to say. And that's just not true. Like people can be pieces of shit at any level of life in any job. They don't automatically deserve your trust and respect just because they have a certain stature in life. Even like your parents, if your parents are like abusive to you or neglectful for you Mm -hmm. or to you, they don't automatically deserve your trust and your respect. Like they don't your partner doesn't automatically deserve your trust and your respect just because they're your partner. They have, you have to have a pattern of behavior with them where you do trust them and do respect them. That is a very hot take. And I also used to think that trust was like, everybody starts out on 100 and then they do things to knock it down. Mm -hmm. And it's really like trust. Everybody starts at zero and they do things to build it up. That's actually a really good point because I feel like I do the opposite still. And then it just ends up disappointing me. So maybe I should do zero to 100. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds depressing, but it's also like, for me, been a good indicator of like, okay, like who in my life really cares about me? <laughs> like, cause I was meeting everybody at a hundred you know? Yeah. And that's just a lot of energy on other people. Kind of like what goes into one of the feedback that we got, which was spend your time and energy on people who will be there. In who the long haul. Yeah. But also like just those who you trust. That's my first one. What's yours? I didn't write anything down. So I, I feel like not prepared, but let me. <laughs> so one thing that I thought of earlier was I would tell my older self, like, just don't like lose yourself in things that you do. Like, don't stray from your values because you're doing something that you think you should be doing or think, or you're doing something that you enjoy. And I don't know why I was thinking about this probably because I I, I don't know. The MLM thing has been on my mind this like very recently mm-hmm. because I'm realizing it affected my friendships and it just affected a lot of things that I didn't realize before. And so I was thinking about it and I was just like, there were so many things that I did that were against my values. Yeah. And I don't regret doing it because I did have a good time and I did heal from a lot of things because of it. But towards the end there, (laughs) I was doing some things that I just wish I didn't let other people pressuring me impact my values. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, um, I don't know if it was like this for you because we were in different like companies, but for me too, it also felt not even like in the moment I knew that it was going against one of my values. It was like so good at masquerading 
the things that I was doing that it made me think that I was aligning with my values. Like I didn't realize until later that I was doing things all along that were against what I believe in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like it was a thing that, that preached financial freedom to me, which is something I do believe in, but then made me pay into it every month. Like, right. It's that, it's that type of thing where it's like, okay, it made me believe this one thing, but I really should have realized that, I don't know, it's the whole cognitive dissonance thing. Yeah. I guess. No, that totally makes sense. And it, it made, and I guess that's why it was so easy to go against my values because it felt like the right thing to do at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone was telling me was the right thing because I had to work towards this. I had to do this. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I really hate a lot of things that I did during that time, even though overall it was an okay experience. Like mm-hmm. I got a lot of good things out of it, but there's just some things that I just wish I didn't do. I totally understand. because it affected other people and it's not because like it was it just made myself like it's not because it made me in a public light look different I did things behind the scenes that I wish I didn't do because it affected other people and how they what decisions they were making mm-hmm. and I was making them make decisions not making but like persuading Presenting decisions to them that weren't yeah. that they shouldn't have Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there are certain things I can look back on and be like, I shouldn't have ever been convincing that person that they could like, work a business the way they have, you know, they're struggling to keep a roof over their head, like genuinely, (laughs) like, yes, like, stuff. but it was like, we believed in it so much. That's why we were doing it. That Mm -hmm. to us, it was like, well, they do need our help. They do need, (laughs) they do need it. And it's like, girl. I don't know. For me also, there's a certain amount of like privilege tied up in that too, where you're just like, Mm -hmm. I made it work for me and I'm in a privileged position because I made it work for me or made it to a level where I'm comfortable saying it's working for me versus like somebody who would be starting out at square one, not even breaking even, you know, putting on their credit card. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. Well, do you want me to do another one of mine? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one's funny. Um, I would tell my younger self that telling people you don't like Taylor Swift doesn't make you cool. <laughs> I agree because I did the same thing. <laughs> it was the misogyny in me and I'm not scared to admit it. I had a whole phase for like a year or two where I was like, I just don't like Taylor Swift anymore, which is like saying you don't like love your children anymore or something like that. Like something I got really sad the other day because of that phase that I had and it was during reputation era. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I told Jason, I was like, I missed out on lover and reputation because I was going through a weird hating Taylor Swift phase. Me too. And so, okay. So this makes me really sad. My brother and I, up until the reputation, ugh, this just breaks my heart. Oh <laughs> no, this is going to break my heart too. I can already tell. So my brother and I always had Taylor Swift was like our thing because he loves Taylor Swift. He's a Swifty and I love him for it. Mm-hmm. And um, every Christmas he would get, <laughs> this is so sad. 
Oh no. Christmas, he would get me the Taylor Swift CD and reputation era came and he gave me like the magazine with like the CD and everything. I'm and, sweating like, thinking about what you're going to say. <laughs> and I hadn't even listened to the album like when he gave it to me. And I never got a Taylor Swift CD again. Oh, no. That is Thinking about it, like, almost crying the other day. Because Mm -hmm. I was like, I was such a shithead. Why didn't I, why did I let the misogyny in me get the best of me? Why did I have to do that? Right. That's another one of those things that it's like, that's not a life-threatening make-or-break decision. Do you like Taylor Swift or not? that you needed to be like straight, you should have just been authentic to how you were feeling all along. And you, it would have, your life would have been better. Because I remember back in the day, I did have the gut feeling that she was right the whole time, but I I always knew she was right, but I was like, she's annoying now. Yeah. She's so annoying. She's playing the victim all the time. What a piece of shit I was. I so sad and and he got to go to the reputation concert with his now wife and I love her she listens to our podcast and she's gonna listen to this and be like Nolan gets what Val said (laughs) she's gonna make him get you all the Taylor Swift CDs he's missed since then for Christmas next year or something (laughs) no I just I I feel so bad because I made it seem like I hated her and like he got me such a wholesome gift, and he like really put yeah, it that's a really sweet like tradition. It was too. So sweet, it was so sweet, and I don't expect Taylor Swift CDs, but I'm just <laughs> saying I miss that because I let the misogyny break the tradition that we had, and oh, yeah. I hate that about myself. And you know what? It probably made him feel like shit too. It probably did. And Nolan, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny. I yeah. Me. I, I felt me. like for me, I was so toxic that I just like, I don't even, I don't even feel bad admitting this. I had so much internalized misogyny growing up that I just like, wasn't interested in women who were doing well. Like I wanted to watch the Kardashians. I wanted to watch real housewives. Like not that those people weren't doing quote unquote well, but they were showing their like demise. There was a, Mm -hmm. you know, drama and things like that. And now as an adult woman and like, I have a fully formed brain, it's (laughs) like, I'm happy. And I've worked on some of that misogyny as much of it as I can up until this point that I'm able to be like, oh no, like a woman who's like finally in love after all this time. And is like coming back and reclaiming the stuff that she's been made fun of for, I don't know when me came out and when the man came out and stuff like that, I just was like, this is so like, she just wants so much attention, whatever, whatever. Now I can't like for the past, like Four years, like three or four years, I haven't been able to stop listening to those songs, you know? <laughs> I, I will say I really still hate the me song. Um, only because it's grown on me. I can't lie. The one lyric that really and I know it's not in the song anymore, but I can't forget about it. I know what you did, Taylor Swift. They put that lyric, hey kids, spelling is fun. Right. In the song. And since then, I, every time I hear that song, I can't stop 
hearing that when that part happens, even though they officially took that part out of the song, but I can't forget that that was there. Never forget. Never forget. But the man that shit slaps. I love that song. (laughs) Yeah. Someone I saw TikTok the other day that was like, y'all shit on the man. Like this doesn't have one of the, uh, or like a bridge that goes harder than any of her other bridges or something like that. Cause that, uh, what's it like to brag about <laughs> raking in dollars and getting oh, yes, and models. I hope we don't get copyright strike. Cause I sound so much <laughs> like her. Um. Exactly. I just, I, Taylor Swift, is that you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but that like whole bridge, just every single time I'm listening to it, I'm like, that's right. (laughs) Oh, I love her so much, but yeah, I would go back and tell my younger self that like, just enjoy Taylor Swift. Just keep being a Swifty. Don't take this weird break because later in your life, you'll be ashamed that you took the weird break. And later in your life, you're going to be going back and listening to lover. Like it's the first time when it came out like six years ago and you're going to feel like an idiot. So yeah, just suck it up and listen to it Honestly, that album isn't that bad either. No, it's fucking good. And Lover is good too. And I never, never even, I was just. I was so naive. Didn't even care. And you know what? I, I could have been falling in love with Jason around the same time as Lover was coming out. And I just totally mm-hmm. missed that chance. Well, we have, it, we have it now. You know what? The albums are still a thing. Yeah, and the re-recordings, like we'll get Reputation plus Vault songs from Reputation, and it will be better than the first time. We so, need to have an episode about what Taylor Swift album we think is being re-recorded next, because I got some theories. It's definitely Speak Now. It's okay. Out. I think it's Speak Now too. So I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. But and then eight, 1989 is the one after that. You think so? Yeah, 100%. She already re-recorded Wildest Dreams. She has the I know, but I think that that might be like the only single that she drops early. So it might be the last one. What? Hold on. Daisy wants in. Hang on, everybody. Daisy has things to say about the re-recordings. I know. She knows the secret order and she can only share it with our fellow cat listeners. (laughs) Daisy's a Swifty. Do you feel better now? Well, that's all of mine because one of the listeners had one that was like basically one that I was going to say. So, oh, okay. Well, I have one and yeah, we're going to end on a very deep note. Okay. Love it. Bring us home, Val. Bring us home. Wrap it all up in a big ass bow. Okay. So I would probably tell my older self and current self because I'm still currently learning. I would say that it's not your fault. That's uh pretty much all there is to say. Well, there's more, goosebumps. but yeah. Just I just I don't know, and I think I still am hard on myself and yeah, I just I think I'm really hard on myself on what happened to me and how many times it happened to me. And um if you don't know because this could be a new listener listening to this episode. I don't know. Um, I am a victim of sexual assault and it happened to me twice. It was because of drinking. And so it wasn't like your typical scenario that happens in movies. Cause that doesn't really happen. I mean, it does, but like, it's not always that way. 
And so there was, and still is a very blurred line in between like, was it my fault? Was it not my fault? And when you have the justice system also pretty much telling you that it was Makes like, it hard. yeah, you can't, it's really, it's a battle with yourself. And I'm at the point now where like, I want to be able to talk about it instead of thinking everything I say is going to be used against me in a court <laughs> because it's never going to get there. Honestly, like I've tried, I've tried, I've tried the guy's running free with his new girlfriend and dog. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I just wish that I would remember that more often, especially back when it like first happened. If you're also going through that, like, just know, just listen to that. (laughs) It's not your fault. Just like, keep, keep telling yourself that because it's not. I love that. And like, it's also, even if you haven't been through the same exact thing, like just a good thing. There are things in my life that have happened that aren't the exact same scenario that it's just still hard for me to remind myself, like, it's not my fault that thing happened. That thing was going to happen how it happened. And yeah. And it doesn't have to be that scenario. It could literally be like a simple, like someone treated you badly. Yeah. And maybe is making you feel like you did something to make that happen. And it's not always the case like some people just want to make you feel shit Mm -hmm. um it's not your fault (laughs) that's very true people are just really shitty and just try not to let it take less responsibility for other people's actions and that's in general and in big stuff little stuff whatever it is i love that Well, on that note, I think that's a great place to leave off. We still have to solidify what next week's topic is, but I'm sure we'll have some sort of question or something like that to ask everybody. And yeah, we can't wait to see you on the next episode. Yes. Sounds good. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. listening to this is 20 something we have new episodes every week and they are available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts if you'd like to show your support for this podcast head to anchor.fm slash this is 20 pod and press the support icon you can follow us on instagram at this is 20 pod and if you really love us you'll find the nearest iphone user and have them give us a five star rating on apple podcast that is where 80 to 90 percent of listeners in the market find new podcasts so leaving us as many reviews and ratings as you can really does help us spread the word see you next week